What's up y'all? Welcome back to House Rich, the home of the world's best home buying tips. So today we're going to talk about new construction. So the sponsor for today's episode is House Rich, the official brand of home ownership. Use promo code POD for a discount on merchandise. And uh, like this post, share with a friend if you're getting value. It helps me uh, produce more content for you all. So uh, let's go. So new construction financing. So there's really two types when you talk about new construction. There's interim financing and what I call like regular financing. So Interim financing is essentially financing where you pay the builder along the way. So think of like smaller builders, custom builders that uh, have contractors going out there. Well, I guess everyone has contractors going out there. But smaller builders that need to be paid every step of the way. It's like, hey, we got to lay the foundation. we got to put up the, the wood thing. I'm forgetting the term for that. we got to um, put up the drywall. They need to be paid during different points of the operation because they're not big enough, one, to, to finance the operation themselves, and two, like you're getting a custom home. And so it's not like we go to these master plan communities that have like, you know, we have six models. So we know that if for whatever reason, um, at the end of the loan process, if you fall out one of these master plan communities, it's six models, more than likely somebody will come in and buy one of these models. They've done research and said, hey, these six models sell. So the interim financing is the, kind of that financing where you need to get give money to the contractor every step of the way and so a lot of your bigger banks don't do that so like your chases wells fargo etc they don't do the interim financing so make sure that if that's the route you're taking the custom builder route that your that your lender does interim financing is kind of the key word that you want to ask when you're talking to lenders so let's talk about regular financing so when i say regular financing it's typically in these master plan communities where they have like major builders like dr horton beezer or um, Pluty or Pluty, however you say it, wherever you are in the country, I'm not sure what the 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 uh, major builder is for you. And so, how those work is work is essentially you get a prequal letter, and so you go through the same process to get a prequal for new construction as you would a if you're just shopping for you know regular homes out there. And so they're looking at your credit, your your debt to income ratio, and your fund for the down payment for that. And so you get that prequal, you give it to the you, know, you give it to the, the builder in order to kind of secure the contract there. You're going to put down some like earnest money as well. Um, and then you kind of go about the process. You know, it takes about eight to eight to 12 months to, to build it home. Hopefully a little bit less, maybe six, six months to build it home. And so, you know, that, that, that earnest money essentially is the, is, you know, you're spending the game to make sure that you're not just kind of running here and there as far as um, purchasing home. And so typically it's like, like 1% of the purchase price. It depends on what, the builder is as far as um, how much that earnest money is. And so, you know, that earnest money goes towards the, the purchase price or the down payment if you um, buy the home, if you decide to, to walk away, which you can. Um, you know, that that's the the uh, the price of uh, doing business, I guess, um, is walking away and losing that earnest money. That's like earnest money, just like any transaction. So that's if you're building like a new home from scratch. There's also a part where you can buy a new home that's already built and so there's like spec homes so like we go into these master plan communities you'll see like their finished homes that are like display model homes and then there's other homes that the builders just build and finish so that you the potential buyer has something to walk around and actually look in to see if hey you want to buy that home and so it um it also helps them sell homes quicker with like these spec homes and so or sometimes people will just fall out of contract and those become spec homes as well so you can purchase actually a, a brand new home without having to wait for the you know, the six to 12 months in order to purchase the home using like going like the spec home route. So let's talk about even building that home from scratch. So you go through the process, you pick out what you like, you go through the models, yada, yada, yada. And so, like I said, it takes time to build the home. And so once you get within about 60 days of the home being complete, that's when you'll need to get pre-qualified 
again. And so the reason for that is, is your credit report is good for about 120 days. So typically between the pre-qual in order to make sure you're qualified to buy the home and the actual home being ready to be built, your credit report will expire. So you need to get everything done again. So what does that mean to you? So that time frame where you're waiting for the home to be built, don't do anything wild. You know, life does happen in those six to 12 months. So I mean, if something happens, if you change jobs, if you have some credit blips, talk to your lender. And so if you're changing jobs, if you're about to change jobs, at least just talk to your lender and say, hey, this is my scenario. No matter how rudimentary or how inconsequential you may think it is, talk to your lender uh, just to make sure that it's okay. So that at least gives you the choice to say, hey, I want this new job is so important. I want to take it. It's more important than potentially losing this property if it comes down to it. So you can actually make that educated decision on your hand, on your end. So it's not that you just get to the part where you pre-qual and you found that, that your income is no longer um, no longer valid or no longer usable. And so typically that situations where even if you're W-2, you may go from like a straight W-2 job to like um, a point, portion of that job being commissioned or something like that. And so it may be a higher ceiling in your income, but it's less usable income. So always talk to your lender to make sure that even upgrades during that, your upgrades you're having during your life Will not hamper you in the home buying process and of course if you have credit blips or something or you know collection or something negative pops up on your credit report or that you think something negative pops up your credit just talk to your lender and let them know so that you can potentially iron things out before you get to what i call like the point of no return which is kind of that that 60 days um before the home is complete and so that 60 days is basically the completion date for when the um the the builder says the home will be completed and so at that point, like I say, you're going through the process again. They're going through the, the jobs, your income, and funds for the down payment. And like and stuff like money, you know, make sure that, I say just just leave that money be. Some folks would say invest it. Just leave that money in a high yield saving account or something like that. You don't want to really mess with that money. Just just have the discipline to have that money sit for 6 to 8 to 12 months and just let it let us do its thing. Let it collect 0, 0.1% interest. What you don't want to do is put that money into the, the market or something. Then like a COVID level event happened and now your, your 20K is now 10K. You no longer have the money for the down payment. And so, well, like I said, once we get within that 60 days, they're going to do the appraisal. Um, there's a, there's a, there's an appraisal. Then there's like, um, an actual inspection your lender does at the end of the process. So you want to make sure that your appraisal or the completion end date is not too close to the contract end date. Cause if those run too close to each other, sometimes you may miss the closing date of no fault of your own, no fault of your lenders, um, no fault of the appraiser. Sometimes the builder just puts that contract close date a little bit too close to the appraisal date. So I've seen situations where the lender or the builder has done that and then they've like fine the homeowner for like missing the closing date, which made no sense to me. Like an actual example, um, I had was like this is actually during COVID where appraisals were taking like five to ten days. They put the completion date one day before the contract close date. And so I told the bar we're like three three weeks in advance. I never told the bar three weeks in advance that we're gonna miss closing. And I was just like, I knew we're gonna we're gonna miss closing because the appraisals are taking a long time. We did miss closing. And that lender uh or that builder like find the homeowner and so it was a bad situation for them because they they were in a horrible predicament so it's like it, it, i mean it was it was illegal when i'm pretty sure what they did but it was a situation where like hey does the homeowner maybe lose this property because they're not going to try to take it to court and lose the property it, it, it was just a bad situation where the homeowner was like in this tight jam 
and the builder made him like sign some documents at the end um, as far as, you know, um, taking on this this fine for missing the closing date just because they messed up things on their end as far as moving the um, closing date too close in. And then also, so another thing you want to look at is locking in your interest rate. And so you can actually lock in your interest rate, you know, even, you know, six months, uh, um, nine months in advance. So lenders have things called an extended rate lock. And so there's pros and cons with an extended rate lock. You have to typically pay um, out of pocket like a, a rate lock fee for anything like over like um, like 90 days, or I guess it depends on the lender, but you have to typically pay for that extended rate lock. And so what some lenders will do just to kind of win your business, they'll make you pay for that extended rate lock. Typically, I mean, maybe like sometimes it's pretty hefty, sometimes like a half a percent or a percent of the um, purchase price. And, but if you close with them, sometimes they'll give you that money back. So if you're going to do the extended rate lock, check with the lender to see if you can get that extended rate lock money back at the end of the closing period. Some do, some don't. It's not not a good or bad thing or, you know, um, but yeah, some lenders do give you that extend, that money back at the end of the closing process for that extended rate lock. And so that'll lock in your rate for, you know, until the closing date or, or whatever that term is for 270 days. And then, um, or you can just kind of let things ride and, you know, let the market do its thing. And so, uh, but the thing is, once you get that extended rate lock, you can't like unlock it. You're locked, you're locked. Um, or sometimes you can you can unlock it, but you can buy it on the rate, but that's a whole different story about unlocking your rate lock. Sorry, I'm rambling a little bit. I do that. Um, but yeah, so typically you want to lock in your rate like at the 60 days or 45 days or 30, 60, 45, 30, and 15 days are your increments that you can typically lock in your rate if you're not using that extended rate lock. And uh, the longer out you lock in your rate, I mean, the higher the, the interest rate is because that's just... Um, you know, more risk to the, the lender on what um, may go up and down with the rate. So, um, yeah, that, that's kind of it. That's the uh, uh, new construction process. Hopefully I hit all the points um, to help you guys out. If you got any questions, as always, drop them down in the box and let me know if you, um, yeah, let me know if I missed anything as far as that. So uh, that's the end of the episode. Thanks for watching this long. All right, thanks.